We're not breaking up scar tissue, people. Scar tissue. <laughs> breaking it up. No, we're not. Put that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping that. I think it's a great jingle. Yeah, I didn't know John could sing. Kelly Start should use that. Why? I don't know, because he's all about like the voodoo floss. Okay. It could be his l- slogan for the voodoo floss. I'll reach out to him. I got a cell phone. <laughs> Welcome to the Move with Modus podcast. My name is Dr. Christopher Ellis, and joining me is personal trainer John Williams. We are the owners of Modus Personal Training and Physiotherapy. Together, we will discuss any topic you can think of when it comes to training and rehab. From the carnivore diet to hip impingement, you can be sure that all your questions will be answered. Enjoy this week's episode. <laughs> I was actually listening to a podcast today, and you know, I, I really don't like listening to general population people talk about their ideas of how to get fit, because they're just uh, very infrequently correct, which is upsetting to me because I, I would hope that as fitness professionals, we're trying to educate the general population on how to like do this stuff, but we're not doing a very good job. Um, but anyways, Tim Ferriss, who's a very smart guy, and he was actually more correct than a lot of other people usually mm-hmm. are. Um, but he, I guess he's good friends with Kelly Start, and I was, uh, he was talking about voodoo floss. Oh, yeah? What, so what was his take on it? There was a person who asked him a question about how to decrease joint pain. Mm-hmm. And he was like, voodoo floss is good. I was like, Tim, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I use voodoo floss from time to time. Um, the setup can be a bit much, so that's that's the only reason I don't use it that often. But I know you use it, right? I use it regularly, especially with one of my clients who has some knee pain now. Her knee pain is meniscus knee pain. Mm-hmm. So the voodoo floss is not necessarily the best solution for that problem. But it does give her some relief, so yeah. I do it. Um, but yeah, I actually do it on myself with my ankle. My right ankle, my very tight right ankle. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, have we done that episode on static stretching? Have we? I don't think so. We should. Let's do that one next. Let's go into soft tissue. Okay. All right. So it probably helps you because you are stiff. I think that's kind of what's good for. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that ankle's all banged up. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we don't really understand how it works. That's why it's called voodoo, right? But I think I think one of the ideas is. You're improving the t- the tissue's ability to slide on it itself. So I, I kind of think of it as like the skin, and then the fascia, and the muscle. Mm-hmm. You're kind of it's almost like a tack and glide. That's a technique we use where you kind of take a muscle into a shortened position, you push it down and tack it down, and then you take the muscle through a range. I think it's kind of a similar effect like that. Like, would you take your hands and literally just like squeeze it? Or what would no, you... So, like, the class example is, like, a, what we call a piriformis release. I don't even like that term, release. But, um, it, so, picture someone on their stomach, and they're, they have pain in the butt. That usually causes, like, sciatic-type pain. Um, you bring their leg into external rotation, so that shortens the piriformis muscle. And then you literally just take your fingers, push down pretty, you know, deeply into the piriformis. And then you move their leg into external rotation, so you put it into length. So then their knee is bent. So you're just kind of rocking their knee back mm-hmm. and forth. So that usually works pretty well. And there's, you know, it depends where you are in the body. Uh, some places it's kind of hard to do that. But, you know, I do a lot of things like a, like a quad release. So I'll have someone lay on their stomach, put um, like a supernova or a lacrosse ball, like around right the, the distal quads so right above the kneecap. And just bend their knee back and forth. So same idea. That's mm-hmm. another tack and glide. So I think voodoo might do something like that. There, I think there's also something that's just stimulation. I mean, that's what 
basically all these passive modalities, modalities that we use is just another form of stimulation for the nervous system. You know, I think you've spoken about it, and even I read about it in Supple Leopard, which is Kelly Starr. It's like kind of really his big book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the voodoo floss and techniques like that are really about creating motion between the skin and the underlying connective tissue. Yeah. And I think you would notice a correlation between, like, the limitation of somebody's, like, skin around their ankle and ankle stiffness, correct? Oh, yeah. And I think I showed you some ball whacking. That's straight out of his book. So, yes, um, yes. Yeah, a lot of people get, like, the skin right around the Achilles tendon. It gets, like, really tacked down. I mean, so if you're listening to this, go ahead and feel your tendon, your Achilles. Rub back and forth. Does the skin easily move? Are you able to pick up and, like, pinch the skin? And it, does it come off the tendon a little bit? Or is it all stuck down and, like, kind of glued together? So those are the kind of things that I think Voodoo Floss has probably the best effect on. Mm-hmm. Particularly Achilles, for whatever reason. Well, it makes sense because it's so surface level because you're – to describe what voodoo floss is for those who don't know you're pretty much taking like a really wide but thin resistance band and wrapping it in it it's rubber so it's very tacky and you're wrapping it really tightly around a joint let's say your knee and then you mobilize that joint by like either bending extending the knee you know just flexing it and um so that tightness kind of like you can feel it pull at the the skin a little bit so that's what voodoo floss is in practice yeah exactly so I was going to go into, like, how does this all work? So, like, when someone feels stiff, now, first of all, you have to differentiate. Are they actually tight? Uh, you know, is there a range of motion deficit or not? Or is it just, you know, feel tight? And that, that you know, tightness is usually, like, an increase in muscle tone. So, and this is really affected by your nervous system. For whatever reason, you're, and this kind of goes into the pain science stuff. If your, you know, your nerve endings sort of uh, sense some sort of change, like a temperature change or metabolic change, uh, things get stimulated and the, the muscle tone can increase. So it'll give you that sensation of, you know, uh, being tight. Uh, but that's not really exactly what it is. Uh, it'll, you know, probably start giving you some pain signals. So what we do... Uh, soft tissue work that could be massage scraping cupping those are the kind of things that I do it's really to put a different input into the system so it allows the nervous system to basically tell the muscle it's okay to relax that's that's how it all works so it, you know what it's not as you alluded to in your awesome song at the <laughs> onset of this episode <laughs> is we're not breaking up scar tissue um, that's uh, pretty much been disproven that's uh, if you ask a surgeon uh, they'll tell you you need like, <laughs> like a buzz saw to cut through scar tissue. So to think that you know with our fingertips we get in deep and you know s- scrape away at that scar tissue, it's it's not it's not happening. Where did that? You have any idea where that came from as like a philosophy? Also, can you speak about adhesions? Well, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. So adhesions is like the idea that the layers between the muscle fascicles kind of get glued together, which they do. That is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things don't roll and slide over. So that's the old theory, right? So you get these adhesions, everything is stuck together, and then you need to break it up to get things moving better. Uh, but that doesn't appear to be the case. I, I think adhesions do form, and you can feel them. It doesn't really necessarily mean they're, they're bad. But when we're taking a Theragun to our quads or like a foam roller, we're not breaking up adhesions there. Correct. And this is totally a depends who you ask kind of answer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of the, if you talk to an older PT, they're probably going to tell you we're breaking up some knots in there. I, and to be fair, like sometimes you're busy and someone's like, well, are you breaking up those knots? And you're like, yeah, just because you're like 
I don't have this amount of time to go into this. And sometimes just you're just like, look, I'm, I'm making you better. You know, however it works, whatever. And uh, so I don't know. Uh, I have said yes to that before, but uh, I've, if, now that I have more time, I you know usually explain to my patients what's actually going on. Um, but yeah, so you're trying to affect the nervous system to allow the tone in the muscle to relax. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And is this the case with all types of soft tissue work, like cupping, scraping? I think there's theraguns. I think there's different types of effects. So first of all, uh, recognize that there's different nerve endings that um, feel different things. You can there's uh, nerves that can sense vibration, uh, uh, stretch. You can feel heats, and so there's different types of nerve endings. And the more you can hit different sensations, I think it allows the nervous system to, you know, basically relax. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's some mechanical things that are a little different. Like, so my routine is I'll scrape something first. Uh, if we're talking soft tissue only, right? Say you have a stiff quad. I'm going to take my little tool out. It looks like a butter knife and scrape it kind of fast just for a minute or two until it turns pink. And usually not a lot of pressure. No, it doesn't. Just a lot yeah. of I'm, I'm never trying to leave big bruises or welts on people. Uh, I think that's actually counterproductive because uh, if you think, uh, you know, what's a bruise of broken capillaries, the capillaries are going to, you know, have to go through angiogenesis. But in that process, white blood cells will probably go there to repair it. So you're kind of inducing inflammation. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really see the point to that. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I'll scrape something first, a couple minutes maybe at most. I'm generally just trying to get the area a little pink. To me, that's, okay, we got some blood in the area now, some blood flow. We're getting some movement. Then I'll get in there with my hands, you know, do some, you know, soft tissue massage for a few more minutes. And then I'll use the silicone. And again, your goal there, just to reiterate, is? I, you know, the easiest way to say is that I'm desensitizing the area. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's probably the most accurate term. And you, you don't, do you feel as though you're causing mechanical change? Or do you truly think it's all, at this point, neurological change? I think it's mostly neurologic change. Okay. I, probably all. Um, I think the tone in the muscle does ease, probably because the nervous system probably, controls the muscle. Yeah. Right? I, again, this goes into pain science. Your, your body, so pain is basically your body's giving you an alarm, saying, hey, something's not okay here. Um, and then your brain kind of starts paying attention to that area. So if you can do all the stuff and, like, induce, you know, some nociception, some pain there by scraping, massage, and, and then the person, you know, doesn't die, right? <laughs> Nothing bad has happened. I think the what happens with the brain is kind of like okay, you know, everything's okay. This is normal. Just let it, let it ease up. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the main like premise behind pain science. So, anyways, um, after I massage it, I'll cup it. So I use the silicone kind, and I, you know I make sure there's lubricant on the skin, and I like to move it back and forth because you can literally see blood being pushed back and forth. The other thing I like about it is it actually does attraction on the skin. So if you think about it, most of our techniques are push, 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 like scraping, massage, massage guns, foam rolls. You're just pushing into the muscle. The cup is the one thing that pulls up. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there's some separation of skin, fascia, muscle. I, I don't know about that. That's like one of the theories. I'm not sure if anyone's figured that out. But uh, all I know is that combination is pretty potent, and people usually feel pretty good after that. Mm-hmm. So this has been kind of like a... Okay, there's some science behind what I do, but also some of it's been like experimentation. What order of things cause the best result from yeah. a subjective? Yeah, it's a combination response. of like experience and, and science. I uh, I took a course from Mike Reynolds, uh, he's a physical therapist out in Boston, and one of the things he traveled to Japan and they do this thing where like if you're laying on your stomach, say you got some hip pain, like look kind of like 
massage it, but they'll push into you and kind of rock your hips back and forth. And then, you know, Ryan Old was like, Yo, so why do you guys do, you know, how does this work? And they're like, we don't know, but we've been doing it for thousands of years. It just works. <laughs> and people just <laughs> so, feel better afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And there's probably some joints oscillation going on. So maybe there's, I don't know, something's moving around and generally it feels good. I have to talk about back pain. All right. <laughs> You're in your fetish. <laughs> what? Well, I was Go thinking about like the lying on your stomach to like put like just that something that feels good, but they're not really sure why it works. Uh-huh. People love to just like stretch out their lower back, just like lay on the ground, just like turn their leg over. And oh then, yeah. That's just nonsense to me. I just had to say it. I'm sorry. Okay, we can move on. No, 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 I, got, I got a little story actually. I, <laughs> Uh, like years ago, I was treating this guy. He comes into the clinic for an evaluation. He's probably 85, maybe. He's all bent over. He's in all kinds of back pain. And he's like, well, I don't know. I don't get it. I've been doing this workout program. I just started like a month ago. I'm like, okay, all right. Alarm bells are already going up. He's like, it's a Marine program. Like a, he's, you know, I'm like, dude, you're like 85. What are you doing a Marine program for? <laughs> and I was like, show me what you do. <laughs> Marine programs are mostly just like 1,000 push-ups and then run two miles. Do nothing for any, any other like, part of your body. The very first thing, he got on the table to show me some of the, the routine. So first thing he does, he lays on his back, takes one leg and violently throws it to the other side, like kind of off the table. And I'm not kidding. He took his hand and slapped his face and pushed it the other way. So he's completely twisted his body. His <laughs> legs going to the right, his head and arm are going to the left. And he, he punched himself in the face. <laughs> and it was all like this fast movement. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, okay, just stop doing that. You're discharged. <laughs> you know, like, that's all you have to do. Uh, so I, you what, know, was his, what was his issue again? Back pain? Yeah, his back pain. <laughs> and he was like, you know, again, in his 80s, probably had a lot of arthritis, and he's very quickly twisting in probably like all kinds of arthritic facet changes. He's just going taking to maximum end range, basically trying to give himself a full-body chiropractic adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, any other tech, foam rollers? Mm-hmm. Now, to, in your mind, is foam rollers doing the same thing yes. as what you're doing? Yeah. Except these, you can do it to yourself? Yeah. It's self-myofascial re- release, we call it. Even that term is, I don't know. There's a lack of good terms in the physical therapy world. Like, what is myofascial release? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it doesn't even really make any sense. But it's all, to me, desensitization. I'm gonna be uh, honest here, and I don't know what the um, what the mechanism is here, but I, if I do use my hypervolt on my quads, mm-hmm. and I stand up, move around. Let's say I'm having like some lower back pain. I know that loosening up my quads is gonna help. Let's say I do like the little hypervolt. That feels okay. Mm-hmm. But if I do a, the foam roller and I like lay on the foam roller and then I like bend and extend my leg, mm-hmm. that is way more effective well yeah if you're always like if you get some sort of active movement it's gonna be a little bit better you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the attack and glide i was describing so if you're on the foam roller on your so yeah, i presume you're kind of on your stomach like prone position basically on the, like the top of your quad or something mm-hmm. like that you're basically your body weight is tacking down your quad and yep. then you bend your knee so it's that same sort of pin and stretch tack and glide maneuver yeah and i bend it through full range of the motion people yeah. hate the way it feels yep. over time you get used to it um, Why? Because you desensitize. There it is. Bingo. Yeah. People in the beginning, they just can't even stand. Yep. I'm like, look, you're going to roll up and down. They're like, oh, my God. I'm like, look, yeah. I'm going to make it worse. But listen to me. This is going to feel good. 
like roll down. Okay, and I'm like, okay, now bend your knee all the way. And they like barely, they'll bend it like 15 degrees. I'm like, yeah, no. And so I'll take their ankle and I'll just bend it. They're like, man, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, basically. So does that cure some back pain for you or for patients? Yeah, they they'll literally stand up. They're like, oh yeah, that was obvious. Yeah. And so there's a huge thing with rectus femoris stiffness and, and back pain mm-hmm. because it's a two joint muscle, right? So it attaches to your pelvis and then below your knee. So uh, it's a long way to go. It's sort of classically a tight muscle. And like I say tight, I mean actual range of motion reduction. So if you're walking or running, particularly running, when that back leg is bent, uh, if it's, there's too much tension, your body's going to do what's the easiest. So instead of allowing the knee to bend, well, it will allow it to bend, but then your pelvis will come along with it yep. and take you into extension. And some people are a little sensitive to extension especially if you have any kind of uh, arthritis in the back at all so repetitive extensions you know especially if you're like you know running 10ks every month or something can cause some back pain well especially when we talk about that um that sacred iliac joint that we talked about a few episodes ago mm-hmm. well a while ago and we talk about nutation and counter nutation mm-hmm. that thing wants to be in a certain position once you move it out of there you're going to get that pinching at that that little, that little joint. It does not want to move. Particularly if there's a lot of asymmetries. Now, now I even hesitate to use that word because symmetry, I think, is uh, a bit of a fallacy. I don't think anyone's, like, perfectly symmetrical. And, you know, like, I rarely see anybody who's, like, got the exact same hamstring length and quad length. Yeah, other than me, I would agree with you. <laughs> but when you get, like, these gross changes, and especially if they're, like, opposites, if you get, like, a really stiff quad on the right versus – a left hamstring, you know, tightness or whatever, then you get a lot of torsion through your SI yeah. joint. And then if you're a runner or you just walk a lot, you're going to just repetitively sort of pick a scab, so to speak. Well, because I, I do agree with you here. And if it was all like nutation, counter nutation, well, you'd probably feel pain on both sides of your SI when most people will point to one side of it. Yeah, it's usually one-sided. So, yeah, so when I, you know, to me, SI is like one of the easier things to fix. You just look at all the things that attach to the, the pelvis, and, you know, and sacrum. And anything that's, like, way off, you just try to balance the system as much as you can. That usually solves it. Yeah. And, you know, then, of course, some strengthening to stabilize everything. Mm-hmm. In strengthening the glutes, especially the, the hip extensors, is a huge piece of it. Because, again, you're, you're in anterior tilt. You're in that, like, you know, extension of that lower spine. Yeah. You want to extend your hips in order to... Yeah, I mean, look, the, the glutes are, like, the foundation of a house, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, where you create a lot of stability. And they're your, they're your prime drivers. I mean, it's you know, probably, I don't want to say the most important joint, but it's... It's close. I, well, yeah, I think it generates a lot of issues when there's a dysfunction. Yeah, and I used to think it was all about the core, right. like abdominal wall muscles. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, like go into a plank and then squeeze your glutes. That's what drives the core. It's not the other way around. Like if you try to squeeze your core, like your glutes are not going to come as a result. Yeah. Well, that, well okay. That can get into the weeds a bit with, like, a posterior pelvic tilt versus abdominal bracing. And uh, there's a lot of talk around that subject. You know, I like to teach someone how to do them together, like, squeeze your ribs down, now squeeze your glutes. And, like, this is how – that's what, like, stability feels like. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. that We can get really into that if you want, but we're talking about soft tissue people. Definitely for another day. But, yeah, if you want if you want immediate relief of most joint pain – you know, wrapping up a little bit of voodoo floss around a joint and then hitting the foam roller, it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround. So, you know, not to mention Kelly Starr too much, but he has a system I really like. He calls it D2-R2. I always think of R2-D2, but backwards, right? 
So it's. I hate Star Wars. <laughs> don't worry, it's not about Star Wars. <laughs> so the first D is desensitize. All right. The second is decongest, reperfuse, and restore. So that's that's basically. People most don't understand what any of those words mean. Do you I'm mind about that? To explain it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so say you come to me with elbow pain. It's just a tendonitis. I desensitize it, as I talked about, by scraping, massaging, cupping, decongest the area that kind of comes along with what I was just talking about. So you're trying to get the sort of metabolic waste product that's probably been sitting there sort of static, get that out. Then you want to reperfuse the area by using the muscle, so you get new blood in, and then you restore. So restore is really like what's missing, what's causes. That's, that's what gets down to the, the root. So a lot of times um, elbow pain is really you're missing either wrist flexion extension or shoulder internal external rotation. So you look at the neighboring joint, see where the deficit is, and also see what you know the offending activity is. Like say you're a golfer and you're missing external rotation of the shoulder, well now your wrist is going to sort of go into chronic extension. That motion is caused by the muscle attached to your elbow. So restore the range of motion so you keep it from coming back. Yeah, and if you're getting these sorts of pains chronically and you're also still following all of our advice from like the soft tissue perspective, Look deeper as to like what am I, how am I moving, and how can I solve this? Yeah. Is there a mobility limitation versus just like a soft tissue, like restriction, um, that might that might also help as well. Like the, actually the looking at the range of motion. joints. The, so almost always where, where the pain is, look next door. You'll usually find your answer. Yep. All right. I think that's a good spot to end. What do you think? Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right, John. Until next time. I don't know. No? Is that our last one? That, that was it for me. <laughs> you know I'm moving to Miami. I'm done with this. <laughs> no, we're doing it remotely. Zoom, right? No. no. <laughs> All right, Sean. I'll talk to you later. Do you have unexplained pain? Or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions. And now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping and you get results in two to five days, no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT20 for 20% off. Go to letsgetchecked.com and use the code DPT20. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions you want answered, find us on Instagram at Modus Naples or send us an email. You can fill out a contact form on our website, which is modusnaples.com. Make sure to check out our blog and our shop as well, where there are downloadable programs that we'll continue to update. This is the Move with Modus podcast. We'll see you next week.